Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast with your host, Isabel Restrepo, or Isabel Restrepo, as I got used to saying growing up in Minnesota so that people would understand me. And that's actually a perfect example highlighting what this podcast is all about, where I'll be sharing experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between what I like to call this human experience. Part of the inspiration for this podcast is also that I didn't have a Latina mentor growing up, and I wish that some of the things that I'm going to share with you, somebody would have shared with me. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. And today's episode is going to be about human design. And I learned about human design in the spring of 2018. And the moment I realized that I was a projector, I was obsessed. I was listening to this podcast. The guest speaker was talking about what human design was. And I was like, what the heck is this? I had no idea. I've never heard about it. And I was hooked from the moment I learned I was a projector because it just spoke to me. I was like, oh my gosh, no wonder I am like this. No wonder I do all these different things. Like it just sparked something at me, something within me, and I became obsessed. And so what is human design? So human design is this blueprint or user user manual of how we're meant to use our energy and highlights the magic that we possess. So it shows you how you're designed to make decisions, process emotions, and so much more, so much more. And this is really uh, a blueprint that combines the Hindu chakras, the Chinese I Ching, astrology, the Kabbalistic the Kabbalah tree of life. And of course, as we look a bit deeper, the mix of how the energy is designed is going to differ for each individual based on their chart. And so you have these four different human design types or five, depending on who you ask. So you have manifestors, generators, or manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. And, you know, As we talk about human design, there's kind of some terms that I want to highlight, which is defined and undefined. So depending on your chart, and if you go to mybodygraph.com, you can look up your chart um, for free, or there's a couple of other websites, Genetic Matrix or Jovian Archive, um, these different websites that will, if you input your birth time, location, and date, And it will give you this chart with all these different centers, these numbers, you know, it looks a little bit overwhelming. Sometimes it can either be like, I have no idea what this means. I'm overwhelmed, or I want to know what every single thing means, (laughs) which is kind of what happened with me. So these mix of centers, the chakras, the gates and channels, the mix of the definition or undefined centers is what makes your type. Um, There's also these not-self themes, which is the open spaces in our chart are referred to as the source of our not-self simply because they are energetically inconsistent and unreliable. That's kind of like how we take in other people and how we get to experience the different flavors of the different 
energy centers. The strategy is the way that the world communicates uh, with your specific type. The signature is what drives you and the authority is how you are designed to make decisions. And again, this can vary so much from person to person. Uh, you could be a projector with a different authority than, or have the same type of authority with someone else being a manifestor. I mean, there's just so many details. So a lot of the things that I'm going to share with you today is just very general information. I highly recommend getting a reading if this is something that you're interested in because there's just so much nuance. Like I am a projector, but I have six of the nine centers defined. That's going to be a lot different with, than a projector who has two centers defined. You know, so like there's just a lot of nuance and a lot of differences that sometimes it's like, wait, I don't resonate with this at all. Uh, but that just depends on your chart. And so I'll give kind of like a quick overview of what each of the different types are. So here you have the manifestors, which they're here to spark change in the world around them. They're really here to initiate in a way that's authentically them. So when we think about, you know, Nike's slogan of just do it, this is really meant for the manifestors who are, th I, I think they're like 10% of the population. So talk about the conditioning for the rest of the population where it's like, wait, I have to go out there and initiate all these things. Oh my gosh, how exhausting. <laughs> because that's actually not how our energy is meant to operate. That's not how we're meant to work. And no type is better than the other. Like it just, we just work differently. It's a different piece to the puzzle, but without each piece, there wouldn't be a puzzle. So Sometimes I know when I first heard about it, I was like, wait, what? I just want to be out there and initiate things. Like, I want to do that. But then when I reflect back on my life, it's like, oh, the moments that I did initiate, like that wasn't, probably wasn't the best choice of action, right? Like it didn't give me the results that I was hoping for. And so really these manifestors, they're really here to initiate in a way that's authentically them. And again, that's going to look so different if you're a manifestor that, has their energy connected to their solar plexus, which means that they're really here to express emotions. Uh, that's going to be a lot different than a manifestor without that center defined, right? So again, so many nuances and they have this aura that's really closed and repelling, which is okay. That sounds a little bit intense, but it's like, you're either going to love them or you're going to hate them, you know, and that's all right. They're not meant to be for everybody. No one is meant to be for everyone, but that's that's how their energy works. And and when I think about the manifestors in my life, there's some really dear friends of mine where it's like, oh, I am, yes, you initiate whatever because I am just so with you that even though they have a closed and repelling aura, it's like they drew in the right person. They drew me in with whatever it is that they're working on. The not self theme is anger. So that's always an indicator of like, if something's off, like it just means that, okay, I need to come back. How do I come back into my signature, which is peace? They're really driven by peace. And again, they're really here to inform because they're initiating that's coming from the throat. They're really here to inform. What is it that they're going? What is it? What are they thinking? Where are they taking us to? And how do we follow them? So the manifester, they're really here, again, initiating in whatever way feels good for them. And this could look like leading a country to 
I want to go on this trip who's coming with me to I just need to go outside and look at the trees and they're informing their parents that they're going to be outside so that the parents aren't like, oh my God, scary, where did they go? Why are they going off by themselves? You know, they're really informing their decisions and not so much to try to get a reaction of somebody else, but it's just like they're doing their own thing. They're informing us along the way and we either get to go with them or not, depending on whether or not we feel called to it or not. Then we have the generators, which is a large percentage of the population. I want to say it's around 70%. They're really the life force energy. They're here to know and embody their truth and their light and do the things that they love. And so what happens is that when we hear this information, it's like, oh my gosh, I have to work and do what I love, like the pressure. (laughs) But no, 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 no pressure. It's really about What's the thing that you really like to do? Maybe you like to re- maybe you like to bake. So bake all you want. Or maybe you really like to uh, create pieces of artwork. Do that. Or maybe you really like systems and you're an engineer and it's like, you know, writing code really lights you up. Then do that. You know, it's finding that thing that's that's really exciting for you. And that doesn't mean that you have to then monetize it and capitalize it. I mean, we're talking about patriarchy and capitalistic society, but it's more of like follow that little piece of nugget that gets you really excited because when you do that, you light up the world around you for those that don't have consistent access to energy. You're really here to kind of light up the people around you, but by doing what you love first. That's how you get kind of that energy to activate the others, that life force energy where work and pleasure go hand in hand. And the way that your aura works, it's very open and enveloping. I kind of think about it like this really big, nice, juicy hug that just feels so good. That's what I think about the generator aura. That's just like, yes, like that just feels so good, especially if they're doing things that they love. It's like, who wouldn't want a big, nice, warm hug from like, just like this loving energy? Like, yes, give me some of that. (laughs) The not self theme is frustration. So again, just an indicator. If things are really frustrating and that can look like, damn, like I'm not getting any job leads or man, dating is always the same. It just means like maybe you're initiating too much because you're really here to respond to life. You're that open and enveloping aura is drawing things into you so that you can respond to it. Yes or no. And anytime you draw into you, you get to really practice. Okay. What does it feel like to be saying yes or no to those things to do the thing that lights me up without feeling guilty about it or people pleasing because you're really driven by satisfaction is that thing going to satisfy me is that invitation going to satisfy me is that thing that i'm responding to going to satisfy me and and i like to say that you could be a little bit selfish like it's okay and not in the typical way that we think about being selfish of like yeah you know, being selfish, (laughs) but in the way of, if I take care of me first, then I can give that light and that life force to others. But first I got to do it for me. So full permission to do that. And this is where the type kind of changes a little bit. So if, if you have um, a motor connected to the throat, so that's just one of the centers, if just the way that it's set up, if it's connected to 
to the throat, then you're a manifesting generator. So you have that little bit of initiating energy and your energy is going to operate in a different way. But again, it's going to be, again, you're responding to things. You're enveloping uh, and open and you're drawing things into you for you to be able to respond to them, whether you're a manifesting generator or a generator. And again, the nuance is going to be so different depending on what your chart looks like and what energy centers are defined. Like I cannot stress that enough. Then we have projectors who are here to deeply see and understand other people. They are natural guides and here to teach, not necessarily do. And as I mentioned, when I first learned about this for myself, I was like, oh, yes, this makes so much sense. Um, We have a very focused and absorbing aura. And sometimes the other person, they might not want to be seen in such a way. They might not be ready to kind of receive what it is that you have to give. And so the strategy for the projector is waiting for the invitation. Am I recognized? Am I being invited to share that wisdom? Am I being invited to really focus my absorbing aura into the other or into this project or into this company or into this relationship and waiting for that invitation? Again, if we think about the example of the just do it Nike slogan, projectors are not here to initiate. We are not meant to like go out and hustle and make it happen. And yes, while we can make it happen, it's going to look a lot differently. So for example, for me, every role that I've had in an office setting has been, oh, we have this role available. Why don't you uh, apply for it or, oh, wait, why don't you talk to somebody, my counterpart in this company? That's how my, that's how I got the role at YouTube TV was like, oh, you should talk to my counterpart in LA. I think they might be looking for somebody or it would just be a good conversation to have. And that was it. I was recognized. I was invited into that conversation. And again, waiting for that invitation. You're going to do your thing in the meantime, so that You're making yourself visible along the way, and then those invitations will come to you. If you notice yourself starting to get bitter, that just means you're operating in a way that you are not designed to. And that for me can look really, (laughs) that can come up real quick if I'm initiating way too much. Like, well, you know, I said, I told them to do this. I can see it so clearly, but if they're not asking me for it, then of course they're not going to receive it. They're not going to, I like to give the example of like, Let's say I'm trying to pour from my cup into somebody else's cup, but if their cup is full, there's no space for them to take in whatever it is that I'm trying to pour into their cup, right? So that's why that invitation is so important. It's like, do they have enough space for them in their cup or their nervous system for you to share whatever it is that you want to share? And that can look like so many different ways, but just think about that next time, especially if you're a projector. Um, If you're trying to, you know, give that information without being recognized and being invited in first, then we have your signature, which is what drives you, which is success. You're meant to be in control of your finances. You're meant to be successful. If you've been working on something and it's just not coming through, likely you're initiating too much and And the success will be inevitable if you're doing and saying yes to the right invitations. Then we have reflectors, which I like to call unicorns, but because they're like 
1.45% of the population. And they're really open and receptive. They're really here to read the community and offer wisdom. They have the sampling aura, which is kind of this mirror of the people around them and their environment. They're really here to show us what is working and what isn't working uh, within our society. And so the not-self theme sometimes can be disappointment. So always an indicator. I love the not-self theme because it just means like, oh, I'm, I'm just out of alignment. Like, what do I need to change? What do I need to do? Maybe I just need to focus on being instead of trying to do all these things. Um, and so for the reflector, that's disappointment. Their strategy is a little bit different. And I find this so fascinating. It's waiting a lunar cycle. So lunar cycles are 28 days and going through the month and just really taking the time and space to not rush into decisions, to really just live in such a cyclical, powerful way. Like I think about nature can be so powerful and it's not rushing. Like I'm looking out right now, looking at these trees outside my window and it's like, they're not like, oh my gosh, I have to grow so fast because so-and-so like, no, they're just at their own rhythm. Like the leaves are just in the wind. And that's what I think about the lunar cycle where it's just this slow and powerful rhythm. There's no rush. What is the rush anyway? It's just a made-up concept because time is an illusion. And that's a whole other episode that I won't dive into. But kind of these reflectors are, well, yes, that's the way that they make decisions. They're kind of teaching us that it's okay to take time. And, and they're really driven by surprise. Like, how can life around me bring me that element of surprise? They're driven by that. And the fun thing for them is that they're known to have all nine centers undefined. So again, as I mentioned before, the way that our chart is made up consists of defined and undefined centers or a mix of it and reflectors. They have all nine centers undefined. And then you have different types of authority, which is how you make decisions, which is emotional, meaning you, you make you are designed to make decisions uh, by writing out your emotional wave. And that can also look very differently depending on what gates and channels you have. And that can also depend on what mix of gates and channels you have to make that emotional authority change depending on the wave, which is fascinating. Then you have sacral authority. This could be generators or manifesting generators, very bodily experience that, mm, yes, like, when I think about generators and manifesting generators, it's very like physical human experience. So that's one way that they can be designed to make uh, decisions. You have splenic authority, which is my authority, which is very much in the moment. It's like, boom, in the moment, very clear if you have a connection with your spleen and just there's like no ifs, ands, or buts. And there's, there's no way to make sense out of it. It just it is what it is. It's all about survival. So that's my authority. Then we have ego manifested authority, ego projected authority, self-projected authority, mental projected authority, and then reflectors, the lunar authority. So again, depending on the combination of defined gates, channels, centers, all of that, depending on your chart, that's going to look different for everyone. 
uh, which I find so incredibly fascinating. Again, the nuances. And so for me, learning about human design gave a lot of permission for me to be myself, especially learning about the specifics of the gates and channels. I'm thinking about the channel, the 1858, which is uh, all about correcting. It's called the channel of judgment. And it's that just like completely changed my life (laughs) because it just brought so much awareness. One, this it's called the channel of judgment, which is all about correcting and making things better and seeing what can be improved, but also the magic of life. So when we think about a garden, for example, a gardener has this knowledge where they're going to go in and they're like, okay, if I take off these leaves or, um, you know, cut off the branch of the tree because it's going to fall off otherwise, like things to the naked eye that someone that isn't a gardener, they're going to be like, oh my God, what are you doing? Why are you, you know, cutting that tree down? But really they know because they have the knowledge behind it to make it better. That garden's going to look so much more beautiful if we tend to the leaves and take, you know, cut the trim, trim the tree where it needs to be trimmed or whatever it may be. So how can we use human design as a tool to empower ourselves, which is really why I love human design so much. The moment I learned that I was a projector, it just gave me full permission to be myself, to kind of give words to this feeling of like, no wonder I am like this. And I really started diving into that and really feeling that uh, when I dove into the Keats and Channels, especially the 1858, which is the channel of judgment, which I won't go too far into it, but that just completely transformed how I viewed myself because it was like full permission to be me and be okay with that and radical acceptance of who I am and what I bring to the table. But I digress. I'm not going to go into the details of the 1858. But if you have that in your chart, I highly recommend you dive into it. But anyway, even just being a projector, it was like, oh, my value is not so much what I do, but how I'm being and not so much the output that I'm giving in a physical sense, but the relationships and the guidance and the effectiveness that I can have when I recognize that in myself. And that's why I love human design because every time I give a reading, it's like, oh my gosh, how did you know that about me? Or even tears. Like it's like, finally I have words or I give somebody else the words to be able to identify themselves, to see themselves and it's such a unique experience to be able to give that to somebody. Um, and sometimes people come to a reading and they're like, I don't really identify with that. Wait a minute. But it can be because it's just been so long since they've been in alignment with their design, even though it's information that like deep down you're going to recognize and you're going to know. And it's like, Oh, I have permission to be myself. Like I don't have to be the conditioned parts of me, the expectations set upon me, the influence of the people around me. I can just be me, like how exciting. There's also the flip side to that. I mean, when I for, when I also learned about human design, I was like, oh, projectors don't have consistent energy. Great. Then like, oh, I don't have energy for this. But that's just an excuse, right? <laughs> and really getting into the, okay, what's the deeper layer here? What's going on underneath that, Isabel? 
there is something going on there. So I like that human design because it can be this tool to empower ourselves and it can also be a tool to see what's underneath the surface, like what's really happening underneath. If I'm using human design as an excuse, what's the underlying thing? And then that's where I get to pull in all of the different tools like energy healing, tapping, emotional release, inner child work, shadow work, all of the other works. Um, but really kind of having this, this entryway into full permission to be me. This is how I can relate to myself. This is how I can relate to other people. I love sharing human design with other people too, just to see kind of that like, whoa, how did you know that about me? It's such a fun feeling. Uh, but it's just like, oh, it's just the information. Like you learn the information, you put it together in the chart. It's a very logical system. And then here you go. And of course, you can take it or leave it. And all of the information that I've shared with you now, take it or leave it. Um, you can take it with you if it resonates or leave it in this podcast and never listen to it again. <laughs> and I say that with anything that I say, it's like, take what you need, leave the rest. And if you're interested in a reading, I do offer human design readings and you can book one of those on the website at yourlatinamentor.com. If you have any questions about it, uh, feel free to reach out. And yeah, I hope that this introduction to human design has piqued your interest like it did for me a few years ago. And if not, that's okay too. You know, it's not for everyone or maybe it is at different points in your life or whatever. I just find it to be really fascinating and really interesting that we have a system that allows us to connect with one another that's very logical, That's that has these elements of surprise, but also like so many years of history because it does combine all these different ancient systems. And how do we relate to one another? As I mentioned, at some point, there isn't an energy type that's better than the other. We're just different. We're just built differently. So what a difference the world would make if we all knew that and if we operated from that thought view versus having this idea that everyone is going to work the same way and is going to be as effective in the same way. That's just ludicrous. That's wild. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so I like this system because it gives us the language to be able to see the differences and how we can relate to one another in a really beautiful way. So, all right, I will leave you with that for the day and see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving a review and sharing it with friends and family. If we aren't friends on social media yet, go check out Instagram at Your Latina Mentor or check out the website yourlatinamentor.com and we will see you on the next episode. Talk soon.